Stefan and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. How is everybody out there? <laughs> I'm getting a head shake from Fawn. Today's episode is brought to you by my friend Michelle Silence from the UK. Michelle, hi. Michelle is one of my voiceover acting friends and she sent me a message. She's like, wouldn't it be nice to do a podcast on how do you argue well in a friendship? Interesting. Indeed. Because we argue a lot. So we have something to say. <laughs> I am delightful. All right. Let's start from the beginning because I will preface it with something that I've said all along. Something I learned a long time ago when I was, I thought, in love with someone. And all my good friends were like, what are you doing with this guy? This is horrible. And I would come back. I was very young, you guys. But I would come back with, but I love him. Of course you did. Mm, having some time back, I realized that was not love at all. But, you know, let's just say that, that there is love. You can't have love. The love won't survive without compassion. So you can have a marriage, you can have a friendship, you can have whatever relationship that is with love. But if there's no compassion in the mix, if the compassion leaves, then there's no unit to be had. There's no friendship. There's no marriage. There's no relationship without compassion. But what is compassion? It's, I think it's the ability to feel what the other person is feeling and be able to do something about it. Not get so trapped by the same feeling, but having the feeling, realizing the other person's feeling, and at the same time having some perspective, you know, still having a line to pull you out so you're not stuck in that same scenario that they're in. You know, because you can get trapped like quicksand. Right. Right. Still having a lifeline of your own where you have harnessed your own safety, whatever you want to call it, safety, health, mental health, protection, basically. But at the same time, you're completely feeling what the feeling is for that person. You're able to help because you're not sucked into it 100%. You're able to provide something rather than be enveloped in it. I think that's what compassion is. Definitely that is a part of it. But sometimes when I'm frustrated, I don't want anybody to come up with any answers. I know what the answer is. Oftentimes we know what the answers are. We just don't want to hear it. I, well, you're talking about something else. I'm not talking about answering your questions or like fixing your problems. I'm just talking about you're feeling what the person's feeling. Right. But... 
not being stuck there. Not being stuck there, but you also said to be able to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want help out. Look, you're you're you just jump to like taking care of everything. That's not what I'm talking about. Just just stay focused on what I'm saying. Okay. To have compassion is to feel what the other person is feeling mm-hmm. without getting a hundred percent immersed and sucked into it where you can't get out. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Because if you do that, then you can help. I'm not saying I'm here to fix your problems. I'm saying that at that point, you're able to help because you have a different point of view. You mm-hmm. have you have a home that's safe to right. go back to, but yet you can totally feel what the person is feeling. I'm talking st- not physical home. I'm talking about spiritual home. Do you know what I'm saying? You're balanced is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not where I want to go with today's thing. Today's thing is how do you argue well in a friendship? But I want to take it back to when do you know that it's hopeless, first of all? When do you know that this friendship has ceased to exist, that it's okay to walk away from? I'm glad you asked. And believe me, I have plenty of experience in this department, you guys. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) All right. So what I find are repeated patterns And I've noticed that throughout all the friendships in my life that I've had, there have always been repeated patterns that occurred that finally for me was the the last straw, Mm -hmm. you know. But now that I have better perspective, I can spot repeated patterns, which goes back to we've talked about this all along, you guys, actually. Like, for example, one of the episodes we did is called The Notebook Our episode is called The Notebook. If you go back to that, it talks about how to mentally or actually physically, we talked about taking notes about the people in our lives, taking mental notes like, what is this person really like? What are their triggers? What what makes this person happy? What is this person going through? What have they said to me? Right? Mm -hmm. Because people you meet, they'll tell you immediately what they're all about. And remember years ago, we all learned this. When people tell you who they are, please believe them. And don't be surprised when later on they show you what they told you. Because you think you're the exception. You can maneuver differently or things will be different with you because it's you. It's wonderful you, yes. But this person, this is their pattern. So respect that. Much like we also did an episode about... The frog and the scorpion. How do you know when to trust someone? Realize what their true nature is and respect that. All right. So, guys, we've been on the air for over three years now, I think, right? (laughs) We've talked about all this, (laughs) but I always want to do it with a different perspective as we live life. So one of the patterns, like I said, is one of the things is to look at the repeated patterns the same signs pop up. Like, for example, one of our friends who we're no longer friends with had an issue and always had an issue with boundaries. And one of the patterns that I kept noticing, and I kept it to myself, but about this person, I noticed that they were quite selfish and not in a healthy way. The kind of selfish where they didn't think that they were wrong. That if they did someone dirt 
and that someone was upset for them that they would end that friendship because the person got upset because they were acting selfishly. And when the person said, Hey, this was selfish. And I asked you when you stay at my house, make sure that the cat comes in before the sun set. But instead you chose to go to a spa to take better care of yourself to she, Oh, she overused the word self care. She was a therapist. <laughs> For her self-care, she needed to go to the spa right then and there. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, she was house-sitting and she did not let the cat back in, right? And the person she was house-sitting for was upset, genuinely upset. Like, you can't do that because I live in the woods and hawks, all kinds of, and we know this from personal experience too, Matt, like, there are birds that will come up and pick up a small animal. Yes, they will. Right? So... She broke up with this friend because this friend was upset and she couldn't understand why. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you can't understand that. That's legit. That's, that's, you're not listening. You're right? not paying attention to even your own behavior. But that's a pattern I noticed. And I thought, oh, well, she'll never do that with me. Of course not. Right. But it it, it happened. And it happened and she broke it off with me. Right. And I'm like, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Right. Um, so you have to look for, there are, sometimes when you, when you look at these patterns, you realize some things are so deep rooted with people. They're so deep rooted that they can't be resolved. There are certain things, there are certain issues. So when you're taking notes, when you're realizing, maybe taking notes is a terrible way to say it, but (laughs) when you're watching people, when you're learning about people, right. You can see what their triggers are. You can see what hurts them. You can see what their challenges are. There are deep-rooted issues in their lives. And they could be a therapist. They could be a psychologist, whatever. But they're still human. Right. And they still have these deep-rooted things. And sometimes, here's my theory that I've had, and I've never talked about this before, Matt, but... I feel that sometimes people choose you to be their friend because um, they choose you to be in a relationship with because they can practice unleashing their hurts and their boundaries. And this can happen in so many different ways. For example, I think one way is some people become friends with you and they may not do this consciously. In most cases, it's totally subconscious, but they pick you because you are safe. You are safe for them to practice the art of saying no, for example, right? For setting boundaries or for breaking up with because perhaps their spirit, their soul feels like they want to break up with someone for once or they want to make a stance for once, you know? And stick up for what's right, knowing that you are the safe person to do that with. So. Wow. What? That's messed up. But do you understand? Yeah, I do. Can you see how that happens though? I I totally get it. Like with me, I'm gentle and I don't like confrontation mostly. 
don't don't get i mean it depends because don't look at me like that but you you never know when i can finally not be gentle i'm just do you know what i'm saying i'm i can be a wild card but for the most part i am gentle and i'm not going to fight with you and it's easy for you to perhaps choose me to say you're breaking a boundary right here even though i'm not do you know what i'm saying it's it's easy to unleash on me because if you do i'll just quietly disappear I just won't be your friend. I'm not going to have a big fight with you. And or you'll contemplate it seriously and and really try and understand where they're coming from. True. But if they keep unleashing their stuff, I don't have time for that. Who does? Well, people do. People still do it out of obligation to like, we're family, but we've been friends forever. Whatever. People stick around for various different reasons. I don't. I don't. If it's unhealthy, I have things to do, guys. I have things to do. (laughs) So anyway, so that, I don't know if you want to go deeper into that thought of like being chosen as the person because you're a safe option for them to practice. Like I said, it's subconscious. Yeah, I totally get that. And, you know, sometimes I think about maybe um, work relationships sometimes can fall into that. And then, you know, somebody knows they're going to move on and then they stop communicating with you at all, But see, which is subtly different, but still the same. But that's, that's very conscious. That's deliberate. That's planned. I'm, I'm talking on a soul level. This is what happens. But that's just um, one aspect, repeated patterns. Then, you know, how do you know? What's another reason why people will realize or how to know that this friendship is hopeless? You have personal attacks. They attack you personally. They annihilate your character. They say, you know, we've talked about this on other episodes. There are certain words you use, certain phrases you cannot come back from. Right. There's no apologizing your way out of it. It's done. It is irreparable harm. Is that the word? That's a good word. Then there's also the refusal to listen or to compromise. How many friendships have I had? I'm like, listen, guys, this is bothering me. Listen, guys, this isn't working for me. They didn't listen over and over and over again until I just walked away quietly. You know? Well, and that comes from kind of almost a a refusal to really pay attention to who you are as opposed to you being a fashion accessory mm-hmm. versus being an integral part of. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the other thing, how to know when it's hopeless, is when there's a loss of trust. Do you trust this person? And also the last one, one of the last ones for me was the lack of effort to reconcile, which usually is for me. Like after I've tried all I could... You know, I've tried different ways for them to listen. Mm-hmm. I tried different ways to express myself. Right. I tried to be calm and then I'm done. There's a lack of effort to reconcile for me. And to me, all of those things can be kind of summed up in one word. And that word is R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. Respect. Oh my God. So here, perfect, honey, because this leads us to Michelle's idea for this show today How do you argue well in a friendship or in a relationship, right? Number one, stay respectful. 
Stay focused on the issue, not the person when you're having an argument. So no personal attacks, just the issue at hand. Leave the person out of it as much as you can. Listen actively. Like really listen. And listening is also looking. Look at the person. It's like also studying acting. You're not trying to remember your line. You want the person to recite their line and say what they're saying and be in that instead of how am I going to respond to this or this is what I really want to say or this is how I want to look. Or just waiting for them to give you a pause so you can throw in whatever it is you want to say. Right, because and this is the part that I've been talking about for years is because we have lost the art of friendship that no one hangs out, no one truly has like really great friendships. I won't say no one. For the majority, I think this is, our society has gone in a way where we're so worked up for several reasons. We're working too much. We have too much emotion. There, We haven't communicated that well. We haven't been talking to people about mm-hmm. things. And so many things are happening on such a rapid scale that you don't have time to sit there and analyze what's going on with you. And then you can't talk about it. So when you do meet someone... There's so much to talk about. So when you're having a conversation, there's such a huge list. And like, I don't know if this happens to you all, but when I'm sitting with friends and we have so much to talk about and there seems to be so much we have in common that we can't direct a conversation to just go forward. We're like exploding in a million different directions. And it's funny, you know, but it goes into so many different directions And we never quite come to a conclusion with a thought we had. Does that, am I making sense? That totally makes sense. It's like having like a list of things that you have to get done in the course of a day and you're almost overwhelmed by the list. So you kind of start one thing and then you start it, but you never finish anything on your list. And so your list just keeps growing. And it's just because you want to catch each other up on everything, right? Right. But because we don't have the luxury to do that in our society, what are you going to (laughs) do? So anyway, which is really interesting because our friends who listen to the podcast, they're actually like family friends. When we get together with them, have you noticed they don't, they don't want to hear us talk because they're always listening to the podcast. So we, they've, we've had our time. And I have to remember that. I'm like, why aren't they letting me talk? That's really funny because I hadn't thought about that before. Uh, I totally have been noticing Because I've had people connect with me saying, yeah, I've, I just realized I probably should call you. I've been listening to you now for <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And I realized I haven't actually spoken with you. Oh, and Martine. Martine was like, well, I already know what's going on with you because I listened to the podcast. Because <laughs> we were talking about getting together. She's like, well, I already know about you. I'm like, you do? <laughs> What do you know? What do you think you know? Oh, my goodness. So listening actively, which means really looking as well, feeling everything, you know, for their perspective, acknowledging their feelings. So these are how to argue well, right? Avoid blame and defensiveness. Remember, we did an episode called Apologia. I guess that goes to how to apologize, but like how to properly do it. But we also talked about avoiding blame and defensiveness. And one of the things to argue well for me 
is to take a break, but not to just leave. But when you're really emotional, when you're really upset, nothing could, could nothing good can come out of that. Oh, Much like that's true. one of my rules is I don't go out after 10 p.m. Because nothing good happens out there in the city at a certain time for me, <laughs> for me. Um, when you are emotional, when you're at that heightened state, mm-hmm. nothing's working. You need a break. You need quiet. And remember, what well, you learn a lot when you have a baby. But remember when the babies would like be howling, screaming and... We changed their diaper. We we made sure there was nothing harming them. We made sure they were not hungry. They, they were fed. We made sure, oh, it's not the burping. They don't need to burp anymore. Like you go down the list of what could be bothering them. Right. Right. And then what you came up with is sometimes they need a point of view that's different. Change the environment. Remember? Yep. So you would take the babies and you would go out for a walk or a drive or... Just have someone else hold them because you just need a change of energy. So a different point of view will help if you're when you're having an argument. And that doesn't mean just leave or break up the friendship or break up the relationship. I'm just saying get yourself quiet. Get yourself to a completely different perspective. However way you can do that. Sitting outside, going for a walk, meditating watching a TV show, (laughs) something that will give you a different point of view, like change the room atmosphere. Am I right? Do you want to add anything to that? Step away from the conversation you're currently having that you're fighting about. If you do that, that could be a deal breaker. I have to go to the bathroom. I need to get a glass of water. But that's, but you're putting a timeline on it. And I completely understand that, but these are ways of doing that and still, you know, avoiding somebody taking that as a a moment to you know escalate you have to have some finesse about how you ask for this time depends on the situation of course right and one of the other things is to apologize sincerely go back to our episode called apologia which goes back to socrates socrates right apologia And I think one of the number one rules is to stay calm. Don't take anything personally. Whoa, but if you're fighting, it's already personal. But you have to remember to not take it personally. It doesn't matter if they're picking out the fact that your hair sucks or whatever. I don't know. Something that is assassinating your character. Whatever it is, you have to remember that that is a trigger for this person. Right. So they're being triggered. Yes, you may have done something terrible, but they're still triggered. I don't know. They're probably triggered by something that's happened to them in the past. Right. And you do have to have responsibility for that. And in some ways, you have to be loving about it. You have to acknowledge that. You have to know that that's a major important thing. Right. It's like a living creature. At the same time, try not to take things personally. Again, let's use the example of having babies. Oh, dear. And now teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. They could all of a sudden just snap, right? Oh, my Lord. 
and like unleash fury upon you. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did you learn? No, unleash fury. Oh, never mind. I, I actually what? know where that came from, but that's a whole other story. I'm just saying, like things can come at you, of course. Right? And you, the best way is to not take it personally. I mean, I learned this in martial arts when I would be sparring and. My sparring partner, who was like a major black belt with many degrees of the black belt, was like, you lose, you lose, whack, whack, whack on my head. And each time she whacked me, I was like, hmm, I'm going to get her back. You know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm still standing. I'm going to get her back. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> Boy, that's a healthy but, attitude. But after every one, after every comeback that I had, she's like, see, you're losing. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm losing. I'm good. I'm getting more energized with every time you're whacking me. She's like, no, you are actually exuding anger. I'm like, and I thought to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use my anger. Right. Well, there you go. Dark side of the force. Right. And she said, no, because you're leaking energy when you do that. You're losing. You're losing on many levels when you get angry. So you have to be calm. Don't take it personally. Right. That's when you can gather yourself, maintain yourself, and grow energetically. So that's what I mean. Don't take things personally. Even, I mean, yeah, it is personal. I'm being whacked on the head, right? <laughs> but be, don't take it personally. Stay calm. And when all else fails... Mm -hmm. When all else fails, you guys, take the fawn and mat approach. Oh, dear. What's that? <laughs> you don't know what it is? You guys, every time we fight and it gets to a point where it's just absurd or it's just, it's just too heated, someone has to yell, love is winning. The emphasis on love, not on winning. Not love is winning like you have to win, but love is winning. <laughs> love is winning. <laughs> and usually that makes us laugh. Right. And if it doesn't make us laugh, we remember. Right. Because seriously, like one of us will yell, love is winning. Love is winning. That mm. is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. You know, like, what? Was I too loud? Or no, I was just like, you're good. Just stings a little. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No. It stings a little. It's just, I just remember points in time where that's been said. Well, it's kind of like tapping in martial arts. I know. When you know this is going to break a bone or a joint. Or knock you out. You have to tap. You have to tap out. But you're not tapping out in a way that says, hey, this is hurting me. Like, it's just by, by yelling, by someone yelling, love is winning. It's like, this, this needs to stop. There's no winning because the only way to win is love is winning. Love is winning. Love wins, not us, because obviously we're fighting. Right. Love is winning. So that's my, my very shortened step-by-step uh, -step of how do you argue well in a friendship? Did I actually answer the question, how do you argue well? Well, it, I mean, was, I went down it was how do you list. argue well? And then immediately to, you know, what happens when somebody gets like really ticked off, which is totally fair because that's where 
a lot of conversations go. You know, obviously arguing well, have your facts, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's you know, that's, very, that's so hyper-specific versus going through and talking about, you know, how do you recover when y'all are, like, starting to get serious and emotionally heated. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to me, that's kind of the key central point. You touched on just about everything that I had thought about. And a lot of the stuff is extremely basic. A lot of the, a lot of my thoughts are very, very basic. It's you want to be very, I, I call it, have clean statements, no sarcasm, no insult, no subtle anything, no dredging up completely unrelated issue mm-hmm. where the other person was cleanly wrong. Because at this point in time, you're just trying to win an argument. It's not about winning an argument. It's about... It's about understanding. Yeah, it's about it's about personal growth. It's about growth in a relationship. It's it's not about I'm right and you're wrong. It's about these are the things I think. And if those are the things you think and they disagree, well let's try and puzzle it out. Yeah, it's again it's about being seen, heard, right? Being listened to. Yes. I could still be wrong, but if you just listen to me and have the compassion to understand where I'm coming from, that's good. Right. I don't have to be right. Right. But could you understand why I'm so upset? Right. That's all. You don't have to say, okay, you're right now. No, but if you could understand my pain, that's where the compassion thing comes up. Right. That's where, what I. That's why I started the show with, you could have love, that's great. But if you don't have compassion mixed with it, a partner with it, right. then you can't. And to you be, can't. you have to have an equal part of respect. You cannot have... You cannot have a good argument right. that will still maintain a relationship if the compassion is not in there. Definitely true. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, I was going to say some, you know, and you have to go with how you're feeling. You have to go with how much you're willing to withstand. Sometimes I can swallow my pride. And even if I feel like I'm clearly correct, and the person is totally messing me with me and not understanding and just being a jerk and not even willing to understand me. And they're so clearly upset. But if I have the capacity at that point, I can say, let, let's just say, okay, I pull into a parking spot and this person is like, look at the way you parked. I can't park my car now. If I have the wherewithal to like look at them and go, Oh my goodness, you're right. Look at the way I parked. I parked like a fool. Look at me. Look at you. Like, I totally, like, you can't park. Like, how can you park your car now? Because I am a fool right now. Like, look at what I did. That is a (laughs) foolish parking job. Let me correct that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I go overboard to emphasize my wrong. Right. Where you have capacity to do so. That I can change it. But like if the person says, you're such an idiot, look at what you did, they can choose that to be the end of the friendship. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you go, you're right, look at, like it's a way to diffuse the situation. Even if you're not friends with that person, if like this is happening in real life, Mm -hmm. right? You can diffuse the situation by basically letting them know and letting them know you feel their outrage. Right. Even if you're the one who caused it. Right. But... For me, I don't know about you guys, I always keep a score. I do. I'm like, how many times did I have to do that? 
How many times did they overreact? And I went out of my way to also overreact the opposite way Mm -hmm. so they feel better. Right. And if it's if it's not even or if it's not balanced in some way somehow, then for me after a while it's the end. Right. Yeah, no, and I totally get it. And there again, even in coming up with the contrived example, you know, I I I wanna say the first case you referred specifically to a specific event. I can't, you know, look at how you parked. I can't park there. The second one, you are such an idiot. Mm -hmm. So let's be careful there too, folks. And, you know, if you're going to make a comment that could be incendiary, attribute it to a specific effect, a, a specific moment, a specific event, and not a personality trait. Because then you're in, you're starting to invalidate them as a person and you're going down that slope of disrespect. And, you know, there's a, there's a big gaping chasm between, oh my God, I can't believe you only tipped your barista X amount to you're such a cheapskate. There's a big difference yeah, there. You can't come back from that. It's, even if you try. You can try and you might even successfully it's on be the able scoreboard. to. It's on the scoreboard forever. You're invalidating someone uh, oh, as a person there. You're, you're assassinating their character. So, and if that's where you want to go, that's where you want to go. And unfortunately, we know people uh, that that's how they talk all the time. So establishing certain rules from the beginning and saying you can not talk to me like that. Right. Don't talk to me like that. Definitely true. So um, for me, that's it. Remember, love is winning. Love is winning. Love is winning. Love is winning. Okay. <laughs> with a healthy dose of compassion and respect. Well, just remember, without compassion, the love cannot survive. All right. Love you guys. Stay well. Stay calm. There's a lot of craziness out there right now. But you know what? It's always been there. But I think we're at a very special time in history. And we're lucky to be here. And we can create a beautiful world right now. This is the moment. This is the pivotal moment throughout all universes. Where we are right now. With all this stuff that's happening, this is the time where we can totally create a beautiful, loving world. A friendly world. Yeah? Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Be well.